up, sisters and friends? Welcome back to another episode with some new sisters and friends. Y'all, I'm so excited because today I get to talk to two people who are very special in my life, who are literally in my day-to-day -day life. They work for Team LO and are also super good friends. And we're gonna talk about what does it look like to start a new job? What does it look like to step into the unknown? What does it look like whenever you're insecure in a certain thing that you're asked to lead in? How do you get past perfectionism, self-doubt, all of these things that go into starting a new job, moving to a new place, and really just life in general. So I'm so excited to talk about this. Before we dive in though, I wanna read a verse that I read this morning um, because I feel like when it comes to starting something new, the scariest thing is just like feeling like, am I equipped to do this? Am, am I actually, do I actually have what it takes? Or even the loneliness uh, that it can feel sometimes to be a leader or to move to a new place. And as I was reading Psalms 28.7 this morning, I underlined it and then I wrote it down as a reminder to myself and it says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. In Him my heart trusts and I am helped. And I thought, man, that is so good. He's my strength and my shield. And when I trust Him, I am helped. And I think that so many times we're just afraid that we are not going to have the help that we need, that we're not going to have the strength that we need, that we're not going to, you know, be able to have um, all that we need to do a task. But just to know that, man, in God, like I am equipped to do this. And not only that, but I'm helped by the God of the universe. And so what can go wrong? And I've seen these two people walk in to this office with um, humble strength. And I've just seen them just walk it out with the Lord. And so I'm gonna ask them some questions, but first I want y'all to get to know them. So girls, introduce yourselves. All right, well, I'm Hallie. Um, I am new here at LO. Um, that's part of what we'll talk about today. But um, yeah, I have been married for almost 11 years now. Um, crazy story. And then I have three kiddos. They're six, five, and three. And um, I actually have stayed home for the last almost seven years um and so done a lot of things in that time but yeah I've been primarily a stay-at-home mom and uh awesome. a lot of other ventures in there but yeah that's awesome I love it and your kids are so cute y'all are like the so cutest cute. oh, family seriously they're so fun they are so they keep us very busy i uh, have to just mention this because we went over the other day and her littlest one was playing with honey and he's how old is finn like he just turned three, three. <clears throat> in march yeah and obviously honey is not three she's like 10 months old she's a little different and, and you know so bossy and he was like not having it because she was eating all of his toys and he kept going you can't eat toys <laughs> Hey, I was like, hey, that's good advice. What Honey doesn't realize, but she will, is like he has those rules for all of us, you know? Yeah. And we're just like, it's his, it's his world and we just like live in it, you know? <laughs> Honey <laughs> was like, very unfazed by it. She was like, okay, yeah, cool. I'm going to eat the next story that I pick up. So it was too good. It yeah. was so good. Which he totally did, you know? Yeah. It's Honey in the face of like eating everything. Oh, she yeah. eats everything. But the funny thing is Finn was actually inspired. He was. Because we looked over and like five minutes later and he was secretly eating the toys. He talks a big talk, but he was like, well, well maybe this is good. Let me maybe try she's on it. Yeah. I said, see, it's kind of fun, isn't it? And he goes... Yeah, it's kind of fun. <laughs> sometimes we just kind of let loose in life. You got it. Sometimes. It I was love it. Good. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm Emma. I am originally from Maine. I moved down here in September to start on Team LO. Um, let's see what else. I went to school in Florida. I rode in college. So cool. 
yes, it was a journey and a half. Um, but now we're here and I love it so much. So it's awesome. It's been a journey. I feel like God's taken me so many different places, but the place that we are like right now is just so sweet and I just love the season. So That's so cool. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So Emma, wait, how old are you? 23. 23. So you're 23, really just graduated. Mm-hmm. You're back in Maine and yeah. you were in like a big almost transition of your life whenever I called, which yes. is actually a crazy story how Emma and I even um, met. That's so true. Yeah, Emma was actually an ambassador on our Ello Sister app. I guess, how did we even find you on social media? Totally a God thing because I was walking through a season in college. It was during COVID. I was walking with my faith, but I wasn't like fully posting about it. And when y'all reached out, I was like, this is so strange. Like, of course, yeah, like, my answer is yes, but I was like, I have no idea how they found me, why they found me. It was totally a God thing. So... They reached out in my DMs, and I was like, this has got to be a scam, but that's how. And then it all, like, flowed from there, so it was totally a God thing. Wow, and to be honest, I have no idea how we found you. Like, I guess I have no idea. Yeah, Yeah. and so Emma was an ambassador because the first round of ambassadors, we were so scrappy. Literally, Team LO just, like, (laughs) stalked people on Instagram that were sharing their faith, and we were like, hey, want to come be an ambassador for Mm LO Sister? And I guess you were one of them. And over the year that we had a sister, we had a retreat, so you came down to Louisiana. We yeah. got to meet you among with all the other ambassadors. And um, you were, like, a good friend to everybody. Everybody loved you. Like, everybody had great things to say about you. Sweet. But I didn't think much of it besides you were just a great person. I especially didn't think about you working here because you lived in Maine and all this stuff. And you were a little bit more shy. Like, Mm -hmm. we didn't get to know each other super well. You were a little bit more quiet-spoken. And so, you know, time goes on, and then we're looking to hire. Morgan was moving, and um, we were looking at the list of ambassadors, and we both were like, I think Emma could be interesting for this. Like, Mm -hmm. no idea what she's doing in life, no idea what she wants to do. It wasn't like you applied for this job just kind of reached out and tell where you were on the other side of this because I feel like the timing was so cool. It was crazy because I reached out to Morgan a year before because I needed an internship to graduate. So I was like, it would be so sweet like if I could do something virtual. I don't know if y'all are able to even do that. So her and I got on the phone and she goes, no, like we would have to be in Louisiana. I was like, okay, like no problem. Put that down. That was a year later. So I was supposed to move to Boston. I say supposed to because that was like the plan that I had created for myself. I was in Florida, then we hit COVID, had to go home to Maine, was working also in fashion blogging for someone, which was so fun. Um, And then also graduating, like trying to graduate. So on the side, I was talking to a friend I'd grown up with. We were supposed to move to Boston September, and then that got pushed back even more because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Like the city was totally shut down. Then we were like, okay, January, that's going to be our time. We're going. And then she messaged me later and she told me that she needed to move to D.C. for her job Hmm. to do it like virtual because her sister was there. So I was like, okay, no problem. And then I got another text from her in, I want to say it was like June. And she goes, in the fall, we're moving to Boston. I was like, yes, like we're moving to Boston. Like this is happening because she was moving back. And then I got a text from my sister because our sisters are really close too. She goes, hey, did you know like she signed a lease with somebody else? And I was like, no, like I had no idea that was happening. Um, and we're fine now, like no drama at all. Like we're really close. And she signed with someone else. So I was like, okay, I have no idea because I was dating someone in Boston. I really wow. potentially could have saw my future with. I had this job that I was doing fashion blogging, but it was virtual so I could go anywhere. Um, I was starting to like make friends in Boston. So I really thought like Boston was lining up. And when I found out it was like a closed door, I was like, God, like, I have no plan B. Like, that was my only plan. So I remember writing one day. I was sitting, writing in my journal. I have a picture. 
of just like my journal and I wasn't taking like a sad photo like that ugly cry that was not the selfie but <laughs> um I was sitting there and I was writing and I remember the moment so clearly I was like god I have no plan b you are gonna have to be so clear on this like mm -hmm. so clear about where you need me to go and I just remember him saying like you're not gonna need to promote yourself in any way like mm -hmm. I just need you to, to lay down Boston completely wow and for me that meant like letting go of the relationship that meant letting go Whoa. of the job I felt like I love like I truly love that job but in my heart I felt like a tug like you're just gonna have to set this down sometime mm -hmm. soon and then like the friends I made there still great friends but like it's just not the season for that to move so fast forward a little bit later I laid all these things down I was like okay God, you're gonna have to be so clear on this one because like I said I had no plan b and two weeks later, it was so crazy because I was talking to my mom. I was like, I really want to move like September, October because like Maine's a great place to be in the summer, but like winter, not the place you want to be. <laughs> and there's not like super strong community, like Christian community. So I was like, September, October, I'd love to move somewhere. What that looks like, I have no idea. So when you and I got on the phone, then one of the first things you said to me is like, hey, I know this is crazy, but like September, October, we'd love to fill that role. And I was like, what? Like, Yes, that was my yes, because I remember wow. saying to God, like, if you're so clear on this, I'm going to say yes. Wow. And it was just so clear to me, even though it was scary to walk into, yeah. even though it was like totally different for me. I was like, wow, OK, this it was wow. just made so clear. And from that, everything flowed so perfectly. And I say perfectly, like just God guiding it. It was like wow. those changes you have when you move of like, well, who are my roommates going to be? Yeah. How am I going to get down there? Like, what does this job even look like? All those things. Mm -hmm. Like, I was leaving a mentor that I loved. So when I was laying all those things down, I was like, you're going to have to be clear on those things too. And it was so cool because then everything just flowed from there. Wow. When we got on the phone, you were like, there's three, three girls three girls that yeah. wanted to live with you and they, like, needed a fourth room in. I was like... Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries and thrillers, business and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just not on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 
slash woe or just text woe to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash woe or text woe to 500-500 to try audible for free for 30 days. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash Sadie Rob Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at kiwico, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Sadie Rob Summer. Okay, check. Like, it, wow. it just aligns so clearly. So, like, yeah. when God spoke to me and was like, you're just going to have to not promote yourself in any way and just trust me on this one. And I feel like it just flowed wow. from there. So, Oh, my gosh. I had chills. It was so crazy. I did so not crazy. even know a lot of that. I didn't know you were dating someone. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know you had to lay that down, which is really, really hard, especially so hard. when you see a future. I didn't know you had such a strong mentor. You loved your job. Like I didn't know mm-hmm. the extent of all that. And so that makes me even more blown away at your faith to come. But it's also like so kind that God was so clear. I was like actually journaling this morning. It's so cool that you're talking about this. And I was talking about how I said, God, I feel like so many things that have happened lately have been so in your timing. And I just want to jot down some things I've noticed about your timing so that next time when I'm trying to force something that's not right, like I'll remember this is what it feels like to be in your time. And I described it like this. I was like, I feel like the things that are done in your timing are the most obvious things. Like it's almost like, duh, like, oh, like, wow. It's almost like we catch up to something that we already have known. I, I described it like... I said, God, I feel like you put like a box of secrets in my heart when I was Mm. born. And all of a sudden, like you open the box and whisper another to me. And I'm like, wow, like it's almost always been there. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt with you. Like whenever Hallie started working, um, I mean, it was crazy, but it seemed so obvious. Like I was like, 
why are you not working? Mm. Why are we not working together? Like, why have we not even thought of this? You know, it's like you like September, October. It's so obvious. It's like, wow, this is so, and there's also such an ease to it, even though it's hard. And even though it's like, you move from Maine to Louisiana, like, oh my gosh, that is hard to do. Mm -hmm. But there was an ease in the sense that you did already have a mentor here. And that's a crazy story. You had a couple friends from LO uh, Sister Retreat. Mm -hmm. You had roommates. You, it was the perfect timing to move. Like there was an ease in the sense that God had prepared it in a certain way. So Hallie, you had to start something that was completely unknown as well, going back to work from being a mom and staying at home with your kids. And so how have you navigated that season of saying yes to something that um, seemed a little crazy? Well, it's funny whenever you said, um, you know, that it's... It was like so unknown, but then also so obvious. Because from my end, I'm like, was it so obvious? Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. We've been going through, you know, resumes and interviews for some, um, you know, growth for the team. And that's been really exciting. And it's funny, like, uh, <laughs> yesterday I told Sadie when we were going through them that I was like, you know, really? Like, you wouldn't have found my resume in this stack for what I do because. I think the timing, you know, because Finn did just turn three, I wasn't really anticipating taking on anything new until the fall. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, I I, I don't think that I would have considered myself the person for this job anyways. Like, I don't think I ever would have been like, yeah, you know what? Let me apply for that. um, I can see that. I think you're right. I don't think you would have. No, I really don't. I mean, it's funny. Like, we already had lunch plans when you told me about the job and you're like oh this crazy idea I want to run by you and I thought you're gonna be like I'm thinking about this for like conference and I was gonna be like do it you know (laughs) absolutely like I'll be your hype girl um but then when you were like hey like I want you to do this job I was like that is actually crazy um so yeah uh but it was it is one of those things um when we left lunch well like um you know Steph and Court were there and I totally did not see it coming at all, but, um, you know, y'all were kind of just gauging, like, is this something you would even be I interested had in? no idea. Yeah, we had never say. talked about this or anything, and, um, you know, heart-wise, it was, like, an easy yes, because I totally believe in what Elo does, like, I'm, have been behind you already as a friend, and so that, that part was easy, but logistics-wise, like, for my family, you know, and, wanting to be there for my kids and is this the right season and is this the right thing I did need to go about go away and talk to Andrew about it and and pray about it and it's funny I left there and called Andrew and um was like okay this is really crazy like you know kind of told him all and um he was like well you're right we do need to pray about it but also um you know there's things that you're like huh never thought about this let me go away and really um pray and and really journal and Mm -hmm. and just sit on this for a while and listen to where the Lord leads me but then there's other things where like actually I didn't see this coming but this actually is an answer to prayers we've been praying for a long time we just never thought it would be this way or method yeah um and it's funny I was listening whenever you were talking um trying to think what you said about you know just the timing of it all and following it and Um, having to lay down everything, you know, it's, 
I think about back to dreams and things that I've had in my heart. You know, you talked about that and um, seeing them come to fruition at different times and, oh, that makes sense. And you planted Mm -hmm. that in my heart and like, really, like we all do have a lot of dreams, but at the same time, when you're walking with the Lord and you are walking in his Mm -hmm. will, um, actually the things that he has for you, you will not be able to quit. Like they come to fruition because he is not going to let you quit. Yeah. And at the times that, I mean, with this job, with different things and the, and prior to this, like at the times that he really was calling me to step out it was such a gift that I felt at the end of myself and felt like there was no way, there's no possible way that I'm the person for this job, that I can do this because he needed me to see like, yes, it is me. Yeah. Like, you know, and that he was sustaining and that was so good. There was no, there's no way I can look back at certain things in my life and and deny the fact that it was 100% him. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. You know, that's so cool. It's so good. So you talked a little bit about just not feeling like you were the person for the job. And I think that that comes from a lot of reasons for you. I mean, part of that would probably come from because you have a family and because is it even the timing? Is that even what you want to do? All this stuff. But then another part that we've talked about is the self-doubt part of like, do I even have what it takes to do this? And I know that that's come in your life in a lot of different areas. Just like most all of us have struggled with self-doubt. Of like, am I really the person? Can I really do this? Am I doing a good job? Am I enough? All those things. Yeah. And so working through the self-doubt in life, like speak to that a little bit. Because I know moms feel that. I know uh, post-college you know, yeah. college people feel that. I know all ages feel that. Um, but how have you worked through those feelings of self-doubt? Because I think everyone has self-doubt. But I think there's a difference in the people who choose to just stop listening and say yes anyways. I think that takes bravery. And I think that takes like a trust in God that, God, you've made me. Um, this is who you've made me to be. You've equipped me to do this. So even though my doubts are saying this, your word is saying this, or your mm-hmm. spirit is saying this. Um, and I just want to make that note and have you speak to that because I do think people think, well, if I have self-doubt, then that means like I'm out. You know, mm-hmm. like yes. that means I can't do it. But clearly you have had self-doubt. I've had self-doubt. You've had self-doubt 100%. and we're here, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there's something happening that doesn't mean that disqualifies you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so what does it look like for you to work past those thoughts? Well, you know, we probably don't have enough time to dive deep enough (laughs) into mom guilt, you know, on this one episode. But, um, you know, the funny thing about mom guilt, and and really this can apply to absolutely anyone in any season, Mm -hmm. but um, we do see it more when we are um, in charge of these little people. Like, I am their lifeline. I am the one that speaks for them and advocates for them. And, you know, (coughs) I mean, obviously, Andrew, too, but you do feel the weight because it's for someone else. And so we see this come out in mom guilt more, but really like the patterns begin now. Um, But, you know, it's, you kind of get to this point where you're like, when you're faced with a new, um, a new challenge or a new, like presenting a new thing, like, hey, do you want this job? You know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. You are now faced with, oh my goodness, I don't give myself permission that I would give my friend next to me. My friend mm-hmm. next to me is um, a director. She's got a PhD in, in counseling. And um, this friend has, uh, you know, is so great in PT. They're yeah. both working moms. I don't think anything about that. But actually, like, it's realizing that I live in the doubt of, like, I have different sets of rules that I think that yeah. the Lord holds me to it to this standard and she gets to be this. And that's not actually true. Like, yeah. we live in these lies um, you know, that 
we think the Lord is holding us to the standard, but actually it's the enemy's voice telling us all the places we can't go. Yeah. And he's whispering so it to he, them too, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but like, you know, jumping into the world of working mom, which is still so new and fresh to me, it's like, I have no qualms about my friends working. Why am I believing that lies yeah. that I cannot do that as well? Um, and so that's a lot of it. And one of the things my friends and I have become like really big on is physically writing down those lies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take the time because there's something about seeing it go from here to seeing it physically written to go, that is crazy that that's I'm crazy. believing that. That is crazy. And then being able to write a scripture, actually, this is what the Lord says. Yeah. And, um, it's good. You know, as far as like just realizing it is Him and it's Him that sustains me, one of the biggest stories that has been a big part of my life this year is Peter walking on water. Mm-hmm. Like when he steps out, what I love about that story is when he steps out, he wants to and he confirms with God, he confirms with Jesus, like, is this you? Call yeah. me if it is. And Jesus says, come. And yeah. so he did kind of go down the list of what he's supposed to. And he's the only one that steps out of the boat, you know? Yeah. And so he steps out and what Peter was called to do was impossible, but but he was still called to do it, you yeah. know? And it's when he takes his eyes off of Jesus and looks down at where he dares to stand that he goes, oh my goodness, I can't do this. Like, yeah. this is too big. This is whatever. And it's funny, like, I remember reading that Um, in the fall when I was going through a lot of stuff and, um, and thinking whenever Jesus said, he, he immediately reaches out, pulls him out, they make it back to the boat. And he says, why did you doubt me? Mm. And like in Peter's defense, I'm going to be like, I don't doubt you. Like, I know you can do it. I just doubt me. But like Mm. one of the things God is ingraining in me and probably for the rest of my life is like, actually, when you doubt your calling, you're doubting the caller because yeah. he's asked you to do this and he is going to sustain you. Wow. And there was so much grace in Peter realizing yep. when he fell, like better for him to fall yeah. and have Jesus lift him and know that that was his lifeline mm, than yeah. to take a hundred successful laps around the boat and think it was him. Yeah. That's and so that's good. been so much grace, you know? Preach. So good. <laughs> Come on. Take me to church. so good. That is so good. I'm sitting here like, wow. I need my notebook to write. I have my notebook. I'm like, okay. Well, that was so convicting because I say that to God all the time. That's kind of my line with God. I say, God, I don't doubt you, but I sure do doubt me. And that's so true. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, if I doubt myself, a lot of like, really, that's doubting what God can do in me because yes. I mean the word says that like His Spirit dwells within us, like mm. He is within us, like we are the new temple, like we hold, we host the presence of yeah. God. And so if I'm doubting me, I'm really doubting what God can do through me. Yeah. And so that's true. Like yeah, so I've true. never thought about that because yeah. like part of me is like, well, yeah, I would doubt me because I can't do it, and that's why I need you. And that's true. And that, that dependency, like, you're right. Like, he did fall, and he did need Jesus to lift him up. But then also saying, but, like, you're actually in me, and that's why I'm able to do the impossible. That's why he was able to walk on water in the first place. That was never him. No. Mm-hmm. It was always God. That's so good. But because in that context, it's like Jesus is over there, and he's right here. You're not really thinking about the fact that, like, God had to be within him yeah. to be able to walk on water. Yeah, so if true. you take your eyes off of him and begin to look at the waves and the wind that is against you, it you will fall every you time. There's always that. Yeah. You will fall. The thing is, we all have strengths and weaknesses, and we always yeah. stop at the weakness, and I feel like that's where God starts because he says, like, yep. my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Yeah. So, like, 
there's been so many times in my life even where it's like, okay, God, I can't, I, I don't know how. Yeah. Even writing a message or talking to someone where it's like, yeah. I just need you to work through me and act yeah. through me. And there's mm. co- such a confidence that comes from that yeah. and a strength because he wants to be there. Sure. And we just give up on the weakness part. Yep. And we want to back down. Did you feel equipped for the job? No. When I asked you? Absolutely not. Because there was a time in my life, and maybe it was a lie even just from the enemy, where someone must have told me or the enemy told me, you can't write. Like, you're not mm-hmm. a good writer. You're not smart. You're just not. Wow. You're not good for this. Wow. And I was like, that was the thing when you asked me. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I really believe that lie. Wow. So I remember just saying to God, like, you're going to have to act through me and speak through me. And that's wow. been my prayer every single day, even up to this point, And it will continue to be because I don't want to be strong enough in my own strength. Yeah. I want to be strong in what he wants me to do, what he wants yep. me to speak, what he wants me to act on. It's good. Um. So no, I was not confident at all. But through wow. doing it and breaking out of my comfort zone, I feel like I found a confidence, not in me, but in him. Wow. So that's it's awesome. A, yeah. Come on. One thing I've seen in you, Emma, is I've told you this before. You are a leader through and through with your actions. Like mm-hmm. you lead so well. If someone follows you, they're in good hands because you lead well with how you live your life, how you walk, how you talk, how you do the whole thing. One thing I've seen that you're not as confident in is in just your speaking, like mm-hmm. leading a crowd through words. You lead crowds through actions, but not so much through words, which is fine. Everybody has their good things, but there are times in this job where you have to lead with your words. And I've seen that be a challenge for you. And so how do you get past those moments where you know, like, this is something I'm not great at, but I'm but I'm called to do it, or this job requires me to do it. Um, because I think some people might think, okay, this is not for me. I can't even do this. And I've never seen you say, like, I can't do it. Like, you've mm-hmm. always been like, great, I can do it. Or if I've talked to you about something, you're like, cool, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> next time, great. Yeah. Thanks for the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also the most team player I've ever met. Every time I've complimented you, you say team effort, even if it literally was just you. That like, you could go <laughs> fix a team glass effort. of water and be like, thank you, Emma, you're awesome. Well, you're like, somebody had to put the water there. <laughs> you you're the most you're the most amazing leader and team and all this stuff but how seriously like if there's a part of someone's job that they don't feel confident in how do you grow in that and not hide from that you Mm. know Um, because I think the tendency would be just hide and just say like oh that's not really me that's not really what I'm hired for but you've never said that to me you've been like Mm. done I think we've had so many great conversations that was one of the first things on my first day you sat down and said like you're gonna have to do things you're probably not comfortable in I was like okay (laughs) okay bring it on and that hasn't always been my mindset like growing up I'd probably be like "Ah, somebody else can do it then like I don't want to try um and fail because nobody really wants to fail yeah um but just acting on that and saying like okay if you're gonna act and speak through me then I'm gonna trust you on that yeah and just because I've seen his faithfulness in the past of like showing up and being present and speaking through me and acting through me Mm -hmm. um to do the thing that might feel uncomfortable but I'm so like I get excited about being uncomfortable now and like That's awesome. this point in life. And when I was moving here, I told a mentor, I was like, I just don't know if I can do this, like write and speak and like do the, all these things of like talking in front of crowds, like you said. And she said, the more comfortable you are being uncomfortable, the more comfortable you're going to be. So like, we want to back Sheesh. down. That's good. Yeah. Those are words. <laughs> wow. Those are words I was like, okay she's like it doesn't mean you need to be confident in what you're gonna do you're gonna need to be confident in what he does and the more comfortable you are like stepping out of your comfort zone it's gonna start to feel more comfortable but you have to take those steps or you're just gonna sit there and think like I can't do it yeah so when she said those words to me I was like okay like bring it on let's go that (laughs) is so good and I've seen God show up in so many ways gosh I am so proud of you and I'm so I gotta say I am shocked by you like 
all, all the time, every day, like <laughs> all the time I'm shocked by you. And I think it's because when I talked to you on the phone originally, like when we had the interview, I loved who you were. I loved who you were. I thought you, like just in who you are, are an amazing person and worth hiring just because I wanted to be around you. I didn't know if your skill sets were going to be right for the job. You know, I really didn't. Um, but I have been shocked and amazed because who you are has proven to be an excellent leader and your skill sets have proven to be an excellent leadership position for us. And you've done an incredible job because you've stepped into the uncomfortable moments and just owned it. And you've learned and you've been willing to like have the conversations with me. I'm saying like, how can you learn? I remember when you asked me, you said like, how can I get better at speaking publicly? Mm -hmm. Like those are the questions mm -hmm. that you've asked that I've seen you actually apply to your life and get better at. And it's the coolest thing to watch. Like it is awesome. It is like, you're like an Easter egg. Like, it's <laughs> like so like clear looking, like being able to call, like those are lies when you're looking at someone else's life. Mm -hmm. Cause like, who is like more capable than Emma? I know. You, you know what right? I mean? And, like, <laughs> and it's more capable than you. It's but true, it's fun though. when you're on a team where we yeah. can be like, okay, I don't feel comfortable. Like yeah. how can I be comfortable doing this? Cause you're really great at this or you're really great at this. Like give me some like pointers or like yeah, teaching. Yeah, really good advice. And like, mm -hmm. it's so important to have friends around you like yep. that or have a mentor who can speak into your life and just be like, you can do this. Like here's some tips. You're going to be uncomfortable, but like I love go that. do the thing. I love that. And I love the thought of like, who is more, you know, who is more capable because it's that thought of, you always think somebody else is more capable, yeah. but that person thinks that you're more capable and this person thinks that you're more capable and it just takes you believing that like, God is going to do this through me and I'm going to work hard. You know, it does mm -hmm. take hard work. It Absolutely. really does. Like, I say it's done with ease. Yes, there's an ease to it, but it's hard. Like yeah. it's hard work sometimes. It's hard mm -hmm. to do stuff that's unknown. It's hard to do th stuff that you feel like you might fail in. Like that's just part of it though. Um, on that note, Hallie, you talk about perfectionism a lot and perfectionism is like such a hard thing. And I mean, I, I know, especially on college campuses, almost yeah. every single person I talk to on a college campus and say, what are you struggling with? Perfectionism mm -hmm. is like the number one thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is because when you look at social media, I mean, you're seeing a lot of perfect, you know, Absolutely. you're seeing a lot of filtered, you're seeing a lot of curated captions that are perfectly edited. You're seeing a lot of friends hanging out with people on the weekends. You're seeing a lot of successes. And so we're we're holding ourselves to the standard that is perfection, um, but it's not reality. Mm -hmm. And we're always going to fall short of that standard, but that doesn't mean we're falling short from yeah. God. It doesn't mean we're actually falling short from who we're called to be. But of course, we're going to fall short from this in, you know, un- uh, what is it, unrelatable, you know, picture that the world tries to present to us. Mm -hmm. And so can you speak a little bit to just like battling with perfection in your own life and how you've gotten to the place of just being willing to show up as you are? Yeah. Um, I mean, again, you know, this takes me, it's hard for me to not relate things to motherhood and my season of life. But like, again, when it is affecting those that rely on you and depend on you in so many ways, you're like, man, Lord, like, let me fail anywhere else but here. Let me fail mm -hmm. anywhere yeah. else but my mm -hmm. family. But the truth is, like, one thing that I have learned, you know, we all, we all want to be, like, the unfailing mom, but, like, actually, if, if I could be their everything, that would actually be the worst thing for them. Like, mm -hmm. I think a lot about, like, the garden and how there's two trees, you know. There's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There was the tree of life. And when they sinned and when they had to leave the garden, it wasn't like, all right, 
here's your punishment, here's your punishment, now get out. You know, like yeah. sometimes we picture it that way, but it was actually like they could eat from the tree of life and be frozen. Like they would get eternal life from that tree if they ate from it, but it would be an eternal life eternally frozen at this distance from me and wow. I do not want that for them yeah and I think sometimes as moms we try to be that tree yeah like we want to be there everything we want to be enough but we want to do all these things and that that is great we do want to be a good mom we do want to be a good vessel but we have to realize like where that source is coming from we we don't want to be that tree where we can we are there everything and they never yeah. have to reach yeah to the Lord you know mm-hmm. and um I mean, yeah, like he, he loved them enough to say like, I don't want them to be frozen forever like this. And then began the whole story of the gospel, you know, and like the, the beautiful story that I get to show to my kids is like, and we talked about this yesterday, like apologizing to my kids, like, Hey guys, I'm sorry. I was been, I've been grumpy this morning. Like I was stressed. You forgive me. And like, even though they're little, they understand already that oh, mom's not perfect. Yeah. So there's room for me mm-hmm. to apologize. Yes. And actually, like, you know, it, it was cool to watch them at age, like, three on their own come back without me saying, now say you're sorry and yeah. say, um, I'm sorry. I, like, I can remember Garnet, like, one specific on my in-law's back porch coming back after something. I don't remember what the offense was, but she came back on her own and said, I'm sorry. And I couldn't model that out of perfection. Wow. I could yeah. only model that out of my failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and great. like the Lord takes your weakness and he uses that's that. Great. That's know. so good. Mm-hmm. It takes that humility to be able to say, I was wrong. That wasn't right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Whatever it is. And I think like on college campuses, especially relating to specifically sororities and girls who feel like they have to uphold this image of perfection. Like what would it look like if you humbled yourself and said, Hey guys, like last night I was being pretty fake. Like, I was not happy, and I was, um, I drank too much, or I actually just made a bad mistake with this guy that I was dating, or whatever it is, and I need some help, like, I need some friends, or maybe it was, hey, like, I failed that test, actually, and I'm super stressed, I'm not gonna be able to graduate. Like, Mm -hmm. what if you said that to your sisters? Your sisters, like, your sisters and friends, like, that's what they're there for, like, to be honest, but we're never gonna get to that relational, um, just, like, we're never going to get to the place relationally that we want to be if we're trying to be perfect. You're just not. It, perfectionism keeps you from relationship. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about with the garden. Like, had it been like that, how could they be in true relationship with God? Yeah. Like, the reason why I, one reason why I am madly in love with God is because I'm an imperfect human and He's offered mm-hmm. me grace upon grace for, yeah. a, for every eternity, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I repent to Him, when I come to Him, and whenever I confess my weakness, it is is never a condemning God who comes to me. It is a loving God who welcomes mm-hmm. me back home. And like, man, that's the beauty of getting rid of perfectionism is being welcome yeah. home. It's being a, a true sister, a true friend, true family. Yes. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Um, mm-hmm. And the last thing I want to talk to you about, and gosh, y'all, this has been so good. Like, I'm... <laughs> I'm like learning from y'all as we're going. I'm like, wow. I'm like, <laughs> Bring so, it in. I know. I'm like really inspired. And I think people are going to be as well. Yeah. Um, Mo, I want to talk to you about staying when things are hard. Because... Mm-hmm. Things are hard. Life's hard. Especially we live in this world where hard things are happening. People are getting COVID. People are dying. People are sick. People are whatever it is. You know, people are losing jobs. People are um, shifting families, whatever it is. And all of these things create this desire to just want to be home and not do anything and not even leave your house, you Mm -hmm. know. 
but that's not reality. We, we, we can't do that. We can't just hide. We have to go. We have to live our lives. We've only been given one life to live. Yeah. And you're really living it out. Now, that doesn't mean things haven't been hard. And I know mm-hmm. there have been days where you miss Maine, where you yeah. your family's there, your people are there, your just familiarity, is that the right word to say, is yeah. there. Mm-hmm. All of it's there, and you're here. And so on the days that get hard, how do you fight the resistance to go, and how do you choose to stay? Yeah, I think it's such a real thing, too, of you want to go back to what feels familiar, to want to be with family, to want to be around those things that you've known all your life, like I said. But I think for me, it's just like, if God brought me here with such intention, like for me, it's looking back a lot of days of like, well, if I went back to Maine, like that would be on my own will and that would be on my own like desire. And because I saw him bring me here so clearly and set like every step in front of me, it's just, for me, it's like, I'm not moving until you just make it clear, until yeah. you make that next thing clear. And even when I said, like, when I was moving, I was like, you're going to have to be so clear. I'm not going to promote myself in any way. You're just mm-hmm. going to have to be so clear. And that's like a promise that I feel like God and I have made. It's like, I'm yeah. not moving until you are so clear. And I say to my friends sometimes, yeah. I'm like, I just need God to be like almost so clear to a point where it's like, well, duh, like that's where God wants it. to. Yeah. And because he brought me here and he has been so faithful here and giving me like friends for a lifetime to have a job that I absolutely love it's like why would I want to move yes things are going to get hard but why would I want to move away from where God is and my friend said to me once it's like if God's there that's where I want to be so that's where I'm like God's here God's moving that's where I want to be yeah and if I move somewhere it's like it's like you're sinking the spiritual FOMO like we now have spiritual FOMO like a spiritual like fear of missing out on what God has for us in that time Mm -hmm. and yes there are times to move there are seasons for everything there will probably be a time in your life that you move again you know maybe it's to Maine maybe it's somewhere else maybe it's stay but it's just being obedient to God you know if if God says it if God says go you go if God says stay you stay and I I love your obedience to that and I knew you were going to say that because that's what I've seen play out in your life and that's what I've heard you say I just want to encourage people with that because I think that there's always like a wondering in our soul it's almost like am I doing the right thing or should I should be should I be here should Mm -hmm. if God has you somewhere just be there like you don't you don't have to question you don't have to freak out like he will make it clear if you need to go Mm -hmm. I remember one time I was in this relationship and I was like overthinking everything like do I need to break up do I not do blah blah blah. and it was very obvious I needed to like it was very (laughs) obvious like hello like get out of this relationship like I mean God was Clear in every other way than how I wanted him to be clearly. I wanted him to come down in the form of Jesus and say, get out of this relationship, you know? And that did not happen and did not happen. But I was just like, God, I just don't know. And I was like, God, okay, if you give me a sign, like give me a sign mm-hmm. like that I can't miss it and then I will. And this is so funny because, I mean, I don't recommend that to people to ask for a sign. I mean, literally in the Bible, they asked Jesus that and it did not go over well. Uh, he's like, <laughs> you crooked generation. So, but I went for it. I asked for a sign and literally the next date I was on with this guy, we left dinner we get in the car and um, both of our phones had died. And we were like, oh no, like how are we gonna get to where we're going? So it was kind of a stressful moment. Mm-hmm. And so he like whipped out like super fast to the parking lot and literally ran into a stop sign. Mm-hmm. Like we ran into a stop sign. That's when you know. And like, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> God gave me a sign. <laughs> like, it was like so clear. Like I like right in front of yes. me in the car, there is a stop sign and I just knew like, I have to do this yeah. and I did broke up have you ever that. heard of this story it's like Harold and the Purple Crayon uh-uh. it's like a kid's book mm-hmm. and I think so often in life like we draw this pretty much the book is about like he has a purple crayon whatever he draws it comes to life 
And so many times in life, we're like, we see a perfect relationship. We're like, we just need a sign, God. And we start drawing these images in our head of what we want it to look like and come yeah. to life. And it's like, if you just hand the crayon over to God, he'll start like drawing your whole picture in like the whole box of crayons of like all these colors. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if we ask for those things or like those signs or whatever, God's going to be so clear. Just like give him the pen. He's going to yeah. draw. You aren't going to have to like strive mm-hmm. or like create your own image or own art or whatever it might be. So that's that what I encourage people good. today is like just hand over the purple crayon because your life is going to be so much more fruitful if you just let him do the work or yeah. like let yeah. him bring about the person in the right time yeah. or like the move. Not Come saying on. change won't be hard, but. Yeah. Come on. What a way to end it with yeah. a good old children's book. Children books speak. They <laughs> speak. Sometimes I'm reading Honey's books and I'm like crying. <laughs> I'm like, it's not, I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm good. I'm cool. There's so many deep meanings so in them. So good. Yeah. Man, well, I hope y'all are so encouraged. I'm so encouraged. And this is what it feels like when you sit down with sisters and friends. And I have to say, I have to say like sitting down with two people who are genuinely sisters and friends in my own life you see the difference you know you see the difference in our conversation we're like boom 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 back and forth this that that this is what God did this is what I just read this is what we just talked about and that's what I want for y'all in life to have people around you that know the good know the bad know the ugly know the the mountaintops know the valleys so that you can sit with them and you can talk about the goodness of God and all the things so that you can talk about God being a strength God being a helper God being all the things. And um, man, that that's what helps get out that perfectionism. That's what helps get out that self-doubt. That's what helps you be able to stay when things are hard because you have community. That's what helps you be able to go when you're unsure because you call a friend. And so look, I know it's hard to build relationships. I know it's tough. Trust me, I've been there. I've been hurt by friends as we all have and I've hurt friends as we all have. But man, it's so worth fighting for that relationship. It's so worth getting outside of your bubble and investing yourself in people who you can walk through life with. And so I hope you're so encouraged. Send this to a couple friends. Start a conversation around this conversation if you don't know what to talk about. And man, I think it'd be a great way to get to know your people a little bit better. We love you guys and hope that you'll have a great week.